California and special co-host is yours truly, Papa Newt. And this week's special guest will be joined by a very special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, uh, bringing us the, today's topic on uh, political magic and new thoughts. Uh, a new thought. Uh, Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at form.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-host, Conjurman Ali. Conjurman Ali, take it away. Thanks, Papa Newt, and thanks for that wonderful uh, introduction. Uh, as as you heard, Papa Newt is also going to be joining us as uh, filling in for Miss Cat. So he's going to be juggling a few hats today. Um, so thank you for, for that. Uh, welcome to everyone uh, who is listening in on the phone, who's listening online, who's joining us in the chat room. If you haven't joined us in the chat room, go over uh, to Blog Talk Radio, go to today's episode, log in, or hang out as a guest. You'll use to see the conversation live. Uh, today, we are, have a very interesting topic, and we are joined by Ms. Michael, who is going to kind of help us with this panel discussion. Uh, but before we get there, some, some news and some updates. My name is Kajaban Ali, as Papa Newt noted, uh, and we are uh, basically running a, a uh, radio show that's been going on for years. Long before I was going, Miss Cat uh, had the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour uh, for probably the better part of a, a decade, maybe even longer than a decade at this point in time, from the mid-2000s on. And it is one of the longest-running radio shows. And it uh, evolved over the years. It's developed into the current format where we talk about a panel discussion and we take on callers. So welcome to all who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, as well as those who uh, are return and regular uh, followers. Glad to see you all here, and glad to see you, you all or see you all tuning in. Miss Cat is away uh, this weekend, and she will be back next weekend, and we will try to carry on as best as we can without her wonderful presence. So a little bit of news on, on my end. I've been doing lots of work, uh, uh, reconciliation work, love work, uh, return to me work. I'm a little bit swamped in, in regards to clients, which is always a good thing. I'd rather help people than not help people. Um, and so a lot of work in that regard. has got some really great results heard back from um, some colleagues. So on, on a personal level, things are kind of going well. On a professional level, things are going quite well. 
But uh, I think in line with our topic today, the world is, is askew. And I think uh, it's important that we begin today highlighting uh, this past week, which was, a, I think, a very difficult week for our country, uh, in addition to uh, having uh, what is uh, effectively the, the largest uh, attempted assassination of political figures in American history, uh, thwarted, uh, fortunately. We also had uh, white supremacist violence that targeted a black church and failed, but then uh, targeted two uh, individuals in a grocery store uh, who were murdered. And white supremacist violence, uh, neo-Nazi violence, that literally targeted uh, a synagogue and led to the largest uh, murder, mass murder of, of Jews in American history, uh, as far as I can tell. So it's been it's been a tough week. It's been a rough week, and um, I think this this uh, show isn't just about doing readings and root work. It's also about building a community, and we've talked about this before. Calling into being a sort of digital community, a virtual community that exists online that transcends uh, the the you know the boundaries of distance and and, the, and you know borders and states and whatnot, and is even international in some regards. So. In this community, it's important for us to remember that what we do is work that is oriented towards spirit. So in light of that, I, anyone who can hear the sound of my voice, I encourage you all to light a candle, say a prayer, and stand with our brothers and sisters in the community who are mourning, uh, dedicate ourselves once more to ridding ourselves uh, and our society of bigotry, xenophobia, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, sexism, all the all the ugly, virulent poisons that can grip uh, a human soul. Let's commit ourselves to and dedicate ourselves to removing that from our society and stand together with one another. When the political climate is the way that it is, I think root workers have a certain responsibility. And I think the topic today will hopefully give us some, some insights and some uh, pointers or uh, suggestions or guidance on how we can do this work, on how we can do political work. Root workers don't just light candles for love and money. They also are important leaders in the community. It was always the root worker that tended to become an intermediary between the white community and the black community at the height of, of racial segregation. Um, it was always the root worker that that mitigated the uh, you know presence of the police in the black community. It was always the root worker that uh, dealt with local elected officials and politicians and judges who may have been unjust or or corrupt. It was the root worker that took that position. And so, in light of that spirit, in light of that history, we're going to have a discussion about it. Uh, before we start our discussion, let's bring in uh, Miss Michael, who presented us with this fantastic topic. Check in with her, and then we'll get started. Uh, so, Miss Michael, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. You're a fan favorite. Glad to have you back. Well, that's all very flattering. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, well, let's see. What's Logan, new in your neck of the woods? Quiet life. Uh, I live a quiet life, um, so uh, I haven't been doing any. I haven't been doing any traveling, or uh, embarking on any new spiritual paths, or having any huge adventures myself. I'm basically looking after my health, and that's going very well. My doctor's mm-hmm. very happy, and um, my energy and and 
mental coherence is slowly coming back. Um, and Willits is, is just going on being Willits. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been looking at the, uh, the community fan page on Facebook and people are grousing mm-hmm. about traffic conditions. They're repaving main street and that's because it used to be a, a segment of highway 101 and it was perpetually crowded. Mm-hmm. And now they've, there's a bypass went through and people are wringing their hands about, Oh, the town's going to die because we don't have all these people coming through on their way elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a town uh, 20, 30 miles off Cloverdale that had a bypass go through years ago, and they bounced back. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Chamber of Commerce is on that, and it's it's kind of going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't see Willits drawing up and blowing away anytime soon. But you know, it's a fairly it's it's got a big liberal a big noisy liberal contingent, and they tend to be complainers, righteous complainers, when they're well informed, mm-hmm. and they are always. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a problem with uh, activism, is that mm-hmm. a lot of it is uh, ill informed. Well, not a lot of it even, but too much of it is ill-informed hysteria. And, mm. uh, you know, the left doesn't have a monopoly on that. Liberal thinkers don't have a monopoly on that. Mm. Um, it's tempting to foment that kind of thing because it looks like it's going to lead to quick action. But mm-hmm. if it does, it won't last long or be beneficial. Mm. Um, that is a really and now good we're all, point, yeah. Yeah, now we're already straying into the topic, but since since I'm not uh since I don't have my hands full all the time, um I do have an opportunity to do some thinking. And yeah, to and I philosophize. think this is a and I think this is a great topic and a, and a great segue into the topic. Um when we talk about and I think this is why when people go political magic or activism magic and New Thought, how are these two related to one another? And they are. Mm-hmm. Um, new Thought, as we talked about in our previous uh, episode, uh, is not just about positive thinking in the kind of way we talk about it now. It's about a, a very different shift, a vibrational shift, a uh, lasting, enduring, sustained vibrational shift in thinking in the way to manifest, in the way to recognize that all things are mind and all things come from the mind and that you can create via and you can manifest via the mind. And that's not to say just thinking. When you see the mind, there is something deeper there. We're talking about the will. We're talking about uh, the volition. We're talking about vibration. That tells us something, I think, philosophically about good political magic. And good political magic is magic that is sustainable. And this is also a principle mm-hmm. that, that goes beyond magic, as you rightly noted. Uh, activism that, that is a flash in the pan or that is loud and noisy before a period of time that acts as an outlet doesn't really bring about sustained change. And so some regard this is a result of a kind of information ecosystem, sound bites and headlines and sensationalism that uh, creates these kind of flashes but doesn't create uh, a lasting kind of agenda or mission, if you will, in which people go, okay, this is what we want and this is how we're going to go about getting it. Instead, we see flash mobs and flash marches, which are good. 
these aren't bad things in no way, shape, or form. Am I dismissing them? But they are very different. Yeah, they're greatest catalyst. Civil Yeah, they're very different than say something like the civil rights movement, which was sustained protest uh, aimed at mm-hmm. changing society and changing the laws. And magic, in many mm-hmm. ways, relies on that principle as well. And political magic is not anything new to Hoodoo. There is an entire branch of working court case work that is tied to political yeah. magic. It is one of the uh-huh. few magical traditions that is very conscious of this, very openly about like, oh, look, we're going to have to deal with the law. Here are some ways to deal with the law, either by avoiding mm-hmm. it, by influencing it, by manipulating it. And the law doesn't, and you know, when we think court case, we only think courtroom. That's not true. That's what you used when you went to petition, you know, your, your city board. That's where you went when you had to talk to your assembly people, that's where you, what you used when you needed to influence your local politician, your local mayor, your local sheriff, and so on and so forth. So there is a long history of doing this type of work. And I think the key spirit, um, as you pointed out, is that it is sustained work. So I wanted to ask uh, you, and then we'll go to Papa New, what are some ways that you incorporate uh, political magic in a more sustained way um, than just saying, oh, I'm going to light a candle today? What are some of because like you have altars, if I, if I remember correctly, that are dedicated. I do. I have a justice altar. I I have a yeah. justice altar, and whenever something disturbs me, I write yeah. a prayer, and mm-hmm. I put it on my altar. And I have oil lamps. I have Dr. King on my justice altar, and his mentor mm-hmm. Bayard Rustin. I have Frederick Douglass there. I have Sammy Lou Hamer there, because mm-hmm. she took her political principles beyond marching into the streets. And she started going to Democratic Party conventions to influence the agenda. And she was stubborn and persistent. And uh, one thing I want to say about uh, court case work is that it's, it's tempting because I want to see a just society, not just justice mm-hmm. for individuals. But, uh, for instance, uh, desegregation began with cases like Rosa Parks refusing to go to the back of the bus and they took her to court and they charged mm-hmm. her as an individual. But, you know, and they described her in the papers as a local seamstress. Well, she was also the secretary of the local NAACP chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, that chapter had a strategy about this case, which was going to be the point of the spear that, that, shipped at the wall of segregation and was followed by the hammer of repeated court cases, breaking it down. Mm -hmm. So to work for a client to get justice is to work for justice for all. So, you know, if, if you're being, if you're being taken to small claims court for back rent or something, or uh, you have a custody case or something that goes on my altar under the watchful eye of these great justice workers. Because mm, it's yeah. the, because legal principles are established by the trials of individuals. Yeah, that is a really good point, and I think I should we should also note that uh, we often look at uh, injustice as sort of systemic, and it is systemic by which we mean it is embedded into our social systems themselves, inequality, uh, racism, you know, sexism. These are, these are very much systemic. But things only become systemic via the individual. 
right? So when you're doing justice work, I think that's a really good principle that you've gone up there. You're not just doing work against a system. You're doing work for an individual against an unjust individual. And that's how change happens. That's how you chip away at it. You work not to create equality in, you know, uh, Forestville, California. You work to help that one individual who has been oppressed to overthrow or get justice against the unjust mayor. And when the unjust mayor goes, you start to see a change. When the individuals change is when you start to see systemic change. I think that's a really, really mm-hmm. good point there. Uh, Papa New, uh, you do a, a lot of work, I know, with, with Catholic saints. It's interesting. Do you also do this type of uh, justice work, uh, whether it's political work or working for an individual? Do you incorporate saints, or is there a particular approach that you have to this type of work? Uh, the biggest thing is, is uh, that I've been doing is just really just talking with people to to see where they're at. Because sometimes people do come for a reading and it's like, you know, they just need somebody to talk. They need support. They feel like they don't have yeah. anybody to turn to. And yeah. um, I'm working on um, uh, getting involved with some organizations, nonprofits around this area, um, both for this, you know, the state of Nebraska, but also to look at what can be done even, you know, uh, uh, wider than that to help. I mean, because it's like we can put all the, the spiritual stuff behind us, which we need to do, but we also have to mm-hmm. take action to back it up, to give it that mm-hmm. that support, that physical support in this physical world to make change. Mm, I also want to really say that action can be, uh, you know, if you are, <laughs> action can be running for office, action can be marching in the streets, Action can be calling your senators and congresspeople. It takes five minutes yeah. a day. Um, one reason that the NRA has had so, the National Rifle Association, the gun lobby, has had so much mm-hmm. influence in the past is hundreds of people, not even thousands necessarily, but hundreds calling their representatives for five minutes every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, when, I'll tell you this as a person liberal, who, who's actually done. And when on, liberal on, thinkers ahead, started doing it in support of the eight, the uh, the Health Care Act, so-called Obamacare, Elizabeth Warren said all those calls really freaked people out, the legislators. And that's why mm. it's people like you and me on their phones. That's a big part of the reason why we still have the ACA. Yeah, this is um, from from the other side of things. So I work uh, with a lot of organizations that does grassroots work, uh, just in kind of my, my political activism, uh, part of several organizations that does this type of work. And I will tell you, uh, I have friends who work in, in congressional offices and colleagues that work as advisors for, for Congress people. And I will tell you that it takes uh, 10 calls. When you have to, when a senator, a representative, a congressperson, whatever, whoever they are, if they receive 10 calls that day about one subject, they immediately take notes. Mm-hmm. They start to panic. What is going on in the news? What is going on out there that these 10 calls were getting? They could be the same few people. If you and your friends just get together and make 10 calls that morning, they, always, they immediately take notes. They go, okay, what's going on? Why is it going on? And if it increases from them, then they start to feel the pressure. Then they start to feel the yeah. pressure. 
So all it takes is literally 10 phone calls. It doesn't take hundreds. It actually takes 10. And then if you keep at in a day. it, then they start to, yeah, in a day, and then they start to notice. Not just notice, but they start to feel that pressure. I do this work more sustained in, in, in terms of magic work. I, there's the Order of St. Cyprian that I've mentioned uh, in the past, which is a kind of semi-secret society, if you will, of, of magical practitioners that work for political change and, and to influence uh, politicians. One of our kind of more famous acts, if you will, is that we, uh, one of our members was actually at the rally with uh, President Obama, then candidate Obama, and we asked to see ah, his yes. good luck charms, which he put out in his uh, hands, and we actually blessed them. We laid hands on uh, his good luck charms. Um, uh, to bless his his uh, candidacy and his his campaign for uh, president, and that was us. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's almost it's a decade now, um, but mm-hmm. that that was the order of Saint Supreme. So these are ways. There's ways that you can do this type of magic that go really back to the principles of Hoodoo. If there is a state house, if there is a town center, city center, whatever it is, where people are going to meet where they are going to meet about a particular issue, lay down powders. Old school hoodoo works wonderfully in the same way that you lay down powders to get that job, to uh, get your partner, you know, get the, your love interest to be interested in you, and so on and so forth. You can do it to influence people. Uh, commanding powders are really good. Court case powders fantastic for this type of work. Uh, attraction powders even, mixed with a little bit of dirt, laid down at uh, uh, you know, a city center or town center or whatever, or mm-hmm. city hall, wherever people are going to meet, so that they walk through foot track magic. It works really well. Combine that with prayers at the altar where you're lighting candles, and you've got a really powerful way of influencing people. Um, I want to ask uh, Ms. Michael, uh, and then we'll go to Papa Nude about this. In addition to working with your justice altar, is there a particular approach you have when you're working for more than the individual, if you're working for like a bigger case, if you're working for something national or something that may be uh, uh, beyond, you know, a, a single uh, client. Uh, in fact, uh, we should kind of preview a little bit that at the end of this show, Ms. Michael will come back and give us uh, a free spell, and it's a good one and very much tied to this kind of question. So what are some ways that you do this work uh, that go beyond the individual. Let's say you have to deal with a, a national candidate or you're dealing with a campaign or, or some type of proposition. What are some ways to work towards influencing that? Well, that's among the kinds of things that I write prayer cards about. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, will, I will do something like uh, find a news article that describes the situation concisely and I will print that out with uh, the photo of, of the person or persons involved, whether it's the person suffering or the oppressor. And mm. I, will, I will often add a prayer to that, and I will mm-hmm. put that on the justice altar. So I don't only write out prayer cards for individuals, but for organizations mm. and for causes also. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I will like – I will – I will make up a custom candle label just for this situation mm-hmm. and pray over it every day. Yeah. And, you know, as it says in Romans, I think it's 832, what we pray for is we need to, we do not know, but the Spirit prays with us with groanings unuttered. So if you don't know what to say, I just want to reiterate, don't worry about it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to your altar. You can go to the spirits of these great justice workers who are looking at me right now from their picture frames and say, mm-hmm. I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to say. I just want to cry. And that's a legit oh, prayer. Yeah. You know, the Jews even have wordless prayers, niguns, mm-hmm. and they're just melodies with with just syllables. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tune we know is Hava Nagila today started out as a mournful, spiritual, wordless prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if, if you have that gift of song and or are Jewish, do that too. Yeah, I try the, that. The <laughs> prayer. Yeah, prayer I, isn't always just and, what's vocalized. Also, it's you're you're pouring out your heart to, to spirit, and you can absolutely do that and say, "Look, this is what's bothering me. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but here's how I'm feeling." Totally acceptable, acceptable way uh, of praying. Um, I wanted to bring up a new. He, he said something in the chat here. Uh, Saint Martin de Corres uh, is great for, for social justice. Uh, Saint Michael quite famously as well, called upon for, for kind of justice work. Is St. Martin Dupour is one of the saints that you uh, work with, uh, Papa Newt? That That is one that um, I, that I have been developing a deeper relationship. I prayed to him mm-hmm. in previous, uh, but not really in verse. But when I learned more, because um, I've been doing some in- extensive uh, research on saints, that, mm-hmm. you know, I just start to read more about his story and his life and just, you know, when I do these little things, I'll just light a little candle as an offering up while mm-hmm. I'm um, learning more about them. And, and yeah, he's one that I do add to my work when it comes to social justice. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah, St. Martin de Porres is uh, fantastic for this type of work. Same with uh, St. Saint, Saint Michael, you know, you can call upon him, yeah. especially on matters that are deeply... Uh, righteous or deal with things like good and evil and oppression, St. Michael really comes in quite powerful to deal with with matters of uh, oppressive tyrants. Uh, another thing is like the internet is your best friend, people, right? The internet is is a great tool for helping to do this type of work. Every single major politician, uh, state level, uh, nationwide, has a Wikipedia page or a personal website where you can find their photo, where you can find their date of birth. Now you have links to them that you can work on those individuals. Um, you can light candles for and against, or you can put them in bottles and jars and make doll babies, all, all using the information that is readily available. And if you're not working for an individual, one of the ways that I work is I work with logos and seals. If you're looking to take down a company, they have a spiritual link. That is their logo. If you're looking to influence uh, a company or an organization, they have a logo. The logo is their signature. It is their spiritual seal, if you will. It is the same way of working with a spirit seal. You just use that and incorporate that in the type of work that you do, and it works wonderfully. So, Find logos of companies, find seals uh, of companies, find people's photos. If they've got a CEO or if it's a judge, you can find their photos online. Or That's if right. it's a politician, you can also, who's your mayor. You can, also, you can also work with signatures. A lot of those politicians, you can find their signatures online on copies of documents or letters from them. Uh, the resident of the White House has been flashing his signature around showing off the executive orders and stuff. 
And I mm-hmm. have done good, mm-hmm. effective, magical work with photocopies of signatures. Yes, signatures so, are very Mr. powerful Trump, links you can make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can easily use uh, signatures in that regard. And then all the kind of ways that we've talked about working, jars, candles, doll babies, a mojo hand, oh, powders, gosh. incenses, all of those work in political magic, all of them. Mm-hmm. The key for change in political magic is that it's not a one-off. And we said this at the beginning. It's sustained. You've got to be doing it that's right. for more than just lighting a candle. And that's not to dis- dismiss candles. Candles are very powerful. A candle in the dark can you know, do a great deal mm-hmm. of good. But if you're going to do real change, you need to work in a sustained manner. If you're working to get some ordinance overturned or, or, or a patch in your local town, you should have an altar going for that. You should put that in a. You should put the people involved in jars. The people who are against you, put them in the, in sour jars. People who are with you, put them in sweet jars. Working with John or work with John the Conqueror to help give them strength to overcome and to be successful. Samson Snake Root is also really good here. Uh, the kind of three roots I go to when it when it comes to this kind of political uh, magic. If I'm trying to support someone is John the Conqueror, Samson, Snake Root, yeah. and Master Root. These three combined give the people the strength they need to overcome. And then I'll add on to that, for example, Deer's Tongue for Eloquence, Bailey's for Victory, and so on and so forth. But regular, the kind of, there's nothing unique in the magic of, of political magic, right, in hoodoo. That's not to say it doesn't have its own recipes. It does. But all the stuff we use for money, love, you know, all of that can be used in political magic, you're just working a slightly different angle and you're working with slightly different personal concerns. Unless you can get the personal concern of a person, you're working with their photo, you're working with their date of birth, you're working with their signature, as Ms. Michael said, or you're laying out dirts and powders. Um, one of the kind of old school ways of working, and, and hopefully you both can uh, talk about a little bit about contact magic, um, is chewing, right? So chewing, little John to chew, which is used in court case, is also really good at political magic. You can use that Mm -hmm. or grains of paradise. These are the two that I've chewed and used for this type of influence work. Little grains of paradise, it's spicy, it's kind of gingery, but it heats up prayers and particularly prayers um, to be heard when you need to influence them. You chew them and then you very carefully just spit it out wherever you are. So uh, if you're a root worker trying to get some ordinance passed or trying to influence town hall, you can go uh, to a public meeting and while everyone's talking, just say casually, spit on the floor. Don't, you know, hock a loogie up, just casually spit out and make sure that you get some of those grains out there and so that people walk through it and that you're able to influence them. Yeah, so Ms. Mm-hmm. Michael, contact magic. Can you speak a little bit about contact magic and, and doing political uh, magic? Contact magic. Well, uh, Charles Porterfield um, Mm -hmm. once recommended taking uh, the appropriate powder and Mm -hmm. just and having it in your pocket and just kind of sprinkling sprinkling it from your hand, just Mm -hmm. inobtrusively, uh, when you attend a a protest march or gathering Mm -hmm. outside a politician's office. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have, you know, it's becoming more common and there's and it's easy to find the etiquette about how to visit your representatives 
uh, local, mm-hmm. state, or national, and present yeah. your concerns to them, you know, in a concise and timely and respectful way. And you can have some do-as-I-say powder or bewitching powder or crown mm-hmm. of success powder on your hand, not so it shows, but just like, you know, like you'd have a little talcum on your hand mm-hmm. and shake their hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can be it's, it works very well. It's much easier to do if it's inobtrusive like that. You can dust any document that you hand him, mm-hmm. and definitely oils and powders and and chewed grains of paradise on the floor for not only himself but everyone who works in the building to step in and track mm-hmm. everywhere. That's the beauty of the the of dressing your shoes or putting something on the floor. People track it everywhere, and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be your friends. I'm mm-hmm. also a big fan of yeah. do-as-I-say supplies for political magic. Yeah, do-as-I-say is great. Oils are another way you can do this type of work if, if, if you don't feel worried about um, powders. You can oil your mm-hmm. hands uh, very lightly yes. and shake hands with someone or or handle, whatever it is, door handles, etc. Uh, it, it works quite uh, wonderfully in, in that regard. And if um, you can oil either your glasses or your eyebrows, and your gaze will uh-huh. carry the message. Ah, uh, yes, that's, that's a very good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Papa New, are there, are there ways that you use co- or contact magic or ways that you recommend for clients or listeners that contact magic can be used to influence these kind of, you know, politicians or political events uh, or campaigns? Do we have Papa New for this? Oh, do you? There we go. I was on mute. Sorry about that. Uh, so, um, if, if I do want to just say real quick as a reminder, if I mean powders are a very effective way of of laying down you know that influence, but you know do remember to mix it up real well with dirt. Um, yeah. That way you don't have any kind of problems um, when there's like this white this white powder on the ground, you know, such things like that. Um, but but that is really what I wanted to say. Uh, it's just use, you know, cover it up. Uh, but also, oils is a fantastic um, way of, of working not only the hands, um, as Michael was saying, with the eyebrows and such, but your throat is a very mm-hmm. important. If you're going to, especially um, sometimes, especially in smaller communities or even a bigger ones, where, where you can address the city council or anything, type of mm-hmm. venues like that fix yourself up in those regards. Put bay leaves in your shoes that you're walking with. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you can write on those bay leaves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, my writing on the bay leaves is, is absolutely fantastic. Another kind of interesting way of influencing people, uh, if you can't get to them directly, and this is what I tell people, uh, you know, this is the same way we use to put pressure on someone to get them to call you. Incense, right? Take their name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mix it in with incense, and burn that incense. That incense is a good way of, of kind of influencing a person from afar. If you can't lay out powders or shake hands, but you should try to do laying out powders. It's not as hard as people think it is. So you just got to mix it with some dirt and be careful, but you can do it. If you can't, if let's say like you live in California and you're trying to influence people in D.C., 
you can uh, take their name, their photo, etc., and mix it in with incense or place incense on top of it and burn the incense down. That is a really good way of sending mm-hmm. up prayers and influencing them from afar. So I'm a big fan of, of using incense in that way. Yeah, go ahead. I, I am too. Um, and I, it's just because, you know, I was raised Catholic, and one of the things I always remember that I loved you know, being an altar boy, they were telling us we use incense to raise, you know, to raise our prayers up to God. And there is mm-hmm. a, a, a line of uh, products at Lucky Mojo called Just Judge. And oh, so, yeah. so, you know, take your incense powder, write your little prayer with the, uh, the person or target's name in there and lift it up to God. Burn it uh, with the incense to lift it up to God. Um, now, you can also, you know, I say you're lifting it up to God. Well, we need an angel to send down that message, so why not Archangel Michael? Mm-hmm. I am. Um, that is fantastic. That is absolutely, and that is a really good, you know, offering up prayers uh, with with incense. It's an old, old school way of working. Thousands uh, of years. Yeah, thousands. I mean, burnt, literally burnt offerings. We're going back to temple magic, right? Uh, the idea of burnt mm-hmm. offerings or prayers that are being burnt and sent to God. You can also uh, make sure that once you burn the incense down that the paper itself also gets burned. And so you take whatever, uh, uh, if it's a photo or if it's a name paper or whatever, at the end you light the corners, make sure that gets burnt, mixed in with the ashes, take those ashes to the crossroads and blow them to the four corners of the crossroads saying that it will take your prayer wherever it needs to go. So it's a way of incorporating the crossroads if you can't get to that person uh, to influence them directly through powders or whatnot. Burn down that paper, take it to the crossroads, blow it out of your hand or your bowl or whatever it is you have it in to the four corners, and your prayer will be heard. But again, the key here is to do that and do that repeatedly. So you would burn that mm-hmm. incense over several days and then burn the paper down to ash and then maybe repeat it with the next cycle of the moon. to Again, yeah. burn the incense down over several days, seven days influence, burn the paper, then blow out. Uh, the full and when you do it in that sustained way, that is when you start to see real change. Uh, this was a fantastic topic. Unfortunately, we've come to, to the end of it. Um, I, I love this topic. I think it was great. So thank you, Ms. Michael, for, for bringing to us. It was a much-needed topic, too, given what's gone on this past couple years uh, and definitely mm-hmm. what's... Uh, been going on this past week. We're going to take a short break and we are going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to lead us on to our next call. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your host, uh, Conjurman Ali, and your announcer as well, Papa Newt, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions uh, through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. 
If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We, uh, we will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in you to read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 619 in San Diego. This is our return caller, and this is Tamara. Tamara, are you there? Oh, do we not have Tamara? I think she just unfortunately dropped off. Let me see if I can make her live. I think this yes, is. Yes, I'm here. Tamara? Wonderful. Oh, uh, welcome back to the show, Tamara. I see that you called us a couple of months ago, and and things have changed since uh, since you last called us on that situation. That's correct. Yes. Oh, that's good to hear. Now I see that you have not had any private readings with Ms. Patrick Conjman Ali, or have gone to any other root workers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you. And Tamara writes. I was offered um, a business uh, proposition to make some money. However, I'm scared to invest. Being a single mom, I can't afford to lose my money. Uh, the payoff uh, could, be great, uh, could be great. Should I take the chance and invest or play it safe? All right. Well, uh, since I am the now turning attention hats and going over to the co-host side, um, <laughs> I will be taking up for four minutes. Cats uh, reading in the first position. Tamara, um, uh, it's good to speak with you. Uh, may I ask, what is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Oh, all right. Wonderful, of a, wonderful Taurus. Of course, a Taurus will be asking about whether to invest or to play it safe. It's a very Taurus question. <laughs> Yes, I, we we can relate, uh, Countryman Ali and I, <laughs> we're Tauruses as well. And, um, and how how old are you, approximately? I just turned forty. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I just turned forty. Oh, 40, okay. And also had a milestone in your life. All right, let's take a look. I'm going to shuffle my cards and see what I have. I'm reading with the just the major arcana of the Marseille Tarot. Uh, let's see what I have here. All right, I just placed down three cards just to see. Um, I will tell you straight up, I have, the very first card I have is the card of strength. Um, this is showing a woman who is uh, gently but forcefully uh, opening the mouth of a lion, which is a scary task in and of itself. But yet she is succeeding because she is standing within her own power. And she's doing this in front of the emperor, which is our next card. He's looking forward, looking at, at this. This is like the, the this business opportunity you have in front of you. And it's really taking a hold of this opportunity because really the last card I have here, hon, is the chariot showing that there is going to be movement for you on this, that this will take you forward if you still play it safe. I mean, business always, um, you know, has its ups and downs, but we have Mm -hmm. to sometimes get all the information, lay it out, and then take take it. Because sometimes we uh, play it too safe or we take it a little too long, those opportunities pass us by. And that's mm-hmm. what I have here for you. Okay. Thank you for that uh, reading, Papa. We're going to turn this over to Ms. Michael, see what further advice she can give us. Okay. Um, 
let's see. I'm just making sure. Can everybody hear me? Hello? Yes, yes. we can indeed. Okay. Yes. All right, yeah. I'm nervous about the mute function tonight. All right, one thing I'd like to know, I, I'm, a lot of people prevent, present multi-level marketing schemes as business opportunities, and, and, you know, there's a huge top-heavy hierarchy, and, you, you know, you send so much of your income up the chain so the people at the top get rich and, and you're struggling. Um, no, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, cool, because that worries me. I've fallen victim to at least one of those years ago, and I got some fairly decent product out of it, but that was it. Um, mm-hmm. So the uh, first card I have is the fool, and the next card is the devil. So definitely um, beware of anything like that. Uh, the next card is the Knight of Pentacles, who is Mr. Reliable, Mr. Respectable. And the next card is the King of Cups, kind of isolated. Um, so do reach out and do your research. So uh, I just want to say that we both are sounding a note of cautious optimism here. I would say um, invest too much money at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly time, attention, and hard work, and research. Do take care of yourself and safeguard your energies. You don't want to, you don't want the well to run dry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that if you want to burn candles for yourself, I'm a big fan of using tarot cards as labels. Uh, print off a picture of um, the star. A, a beautiful woman who has nothing to hide. She is not only taking care of her business or the other people who depend on her, you know, watering the landscape, but she's also mm-hmm. watering the water source. She's replenishing her own resources. Mm-hmm. So cautious optimism from both of us, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think you've had some some fantastic readings here, and, and they're highlighting something uh, important that you should be uh, looking to move forward and you should look to expand and investments are always good but move forward in a sort of cautious way I think uh, that is probably the best advice for a Taurus because that's how Tauruses succeed in, in my uh, humble opinion that mm-hmm. their capacity for uh, growth is one that is a cautious growth Tauruses are not, um, they don't do well in kind of uh, big risks, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not in, in the, you don't find a lot of Tauruses, you know, being exciting stockbrokers. That's not to say they can't be. <laughs> they can, certainly. But what you find Tauruses is they'll build a business and a home business of some sort or a private business of some sort or their own personal small business, and they'll end up becoming quite successful. Miss Cat's a prime prime example of this, right? She's wonderfully mm-hmm. successful. I consider her the queen of pentacles in, in my tarot deck. And it's because of Lucky Mojo, right? She built a business up from that. Um, and the same thing with, with most horses. They either build a business, they go become CPAs, or they do something that is steady and build wealth that way. So what I would recommend for you is a kind of two-pronged approach, and that is to, one, help you with this investment, but also to do some 
uh, money stay with you magic so that you're not investing too much of your money. You mentioned that you're a single mother, right? It's important yes. for you not to put it all in this endeavor because what happens if it turns out wrong? What happens if in the short run the cards are right, it's great, but in the long run it's not what you, you want? So it's important for you to only invest what you can and to always scroll away or have enough left so that it doesn't financially impact you. So this is what I'm going to recommend for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Take the money that you want to invest, right? Whatever amount that it is, it can you can uh, pull it out in, in cash or you can represent it in a form of check, whatever it is that it is. You are going to take that, mo- your, that money, right? Place it uh, on a table. On the left-hand side of the table, put a candle holder next to this, uh, next to the uh, um, money, whether it's in cash form or check form. On the right hand, also put a candlestick. The left side, you are going to put a green candle that you have anointed with uh, money stay with me. Money stay with me. And on the right, you're going to have a green candle with money drawing oil. You're going to light these two oils. Get yourself some type of uh, lodestone uh, that you can work with. You're going to place this lodestone on top of the money. You're going to sprinkle magnetic sand over it, and you're going to pray that this money, wherever it goes, will have the qualities of magnetism, that it will draw to you more money, that money will flock to it, cling to it, come to it, and it will return to your hands, that money will be drawn to it wherever it goes, that it will grow and grow exponentially and always find its way back into your hands. You're going to sprinkle that magnetic sand. You're going to do this every single day for two weeks. When the moon is waxing, you should be praying about its growth. When the moon is waning, you should be praying about its return to you. As you're doing this, as you're doing this, what I want you to do is uh, also have incense going. Get yourself a sensor, a thurible, whatever type of heat-proof dish. Light some charcoal, and on that charcoal, I want you to burn five-finger grass, bayberry, alkanet, and alfalfa. And the reason, and a little bit of cinnamon. The reason we're going to include alfalfa and alkanet is that you are going to uh, smoke the pay, the check the money, what the cash, whatever it is, in that incense. And alpha and alkanet is used to protect from poverty, from jinxes, and from these kind of decisions that can hurt your money. So this way, the mm-hmm. magnet or the lodestone is building that sort of attractive quality in your money, and the incense is protecting your money. So you sprinkle a little bit of incense, waft some of that incense onto the doll. You don't have to actually remove the paper from underneath the lodestone. Just take the incense and use your hand and waft it onto the uh, paper. You can also blow it very light. Just be careful that you're not spreading uh, ashes or sprinkling around Mm -hmm. all the sparks of the incense. Um, But go ahead and you know, uh, you know, waft that smoke onto uh, your dollar bills or your check to protect it. Do this for those two weeks and then invest that money. Take $20 
from your checking account with brand new money, right? Take this $20 and on the four corners, from the four corners to the all connecting, you will say, my money is protected. I am safe from poverty. You're just going to keep repeating it all around the edges of the $20. Take that $20, roll it up, place it into a jar. Into that jar, you're going to put alfalfa, alkanet, cinnamon, and sugar. And you're going to hide this jar somewhere in your house. It's going to be your secret protective charm for your money. You can put it under your bed. You can put it in a drawer. You can put it in your sock, anywhere. But this is to ensure Mm -hmm. that whatever happens, you will always have some money. That $20 is your kind of uh, safety net, symbolic safety net, so that your checking account never goes down to zero or whatever it is. This is my recommendation, kind of a two-prong approach, one, to kind of help with the investment, and two, to protect your money to keep you from poverty, because that cautious element is very important for Tauruses and their success. Let's say um, we can have, let's say, uh, let's see if we have any further recommendations from either Papa Newt uh, or from Miss Michael. Um, really, uh, do you feel that this, you know, this is a is a potential good opportunity? Um, I don't have anything else to add per se. Uh, Ali gave you some good working, uh, but I just want to encourage you to to you know get yourself in a uh, in a good place and take care of your little one and take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank I you. have a couple. I have a couple of cooking suggestions. Uh, okay. One of the uses of time is for peace of mind and to put a floor under your income, so that you always have enough. Um, you know, it's a way of hedging your bets. So, if you have any time in your kitchen cabinet, pray Psalm twenty-three over it, because you know it's about God providing you with everything you need and protecting you from your enemies uh, and prospering you, whether or not you have any enemies working against you. Uh, So pray over your time in your kitchen, and your prayer will be in anything you cook with it. Um, Now, in Chinese money magic, the God of prosperity, they give him oranges as an offering. So if you want to pray similarly over oranges or orange peel or even orange juice, those are two simple ways to fortify the work that God prescribed. Okay. Thank you. I do recommend that that you continue to do some type of um, money protection work ongoing too. Uh, so in addition to kind of the jar work, maybe consider doing some uh, floor washes of your house, money stay with me floor washes, um, maybe, uh, you know, consider, you know, doing some type of bathing work, uh, money stay with me, money drawing, that type of work in order to, protect yourself. And I would recommend doing this work first before you do the investment. Is there like a deadline for, for the investment? Um, just a couple weeks. Oh, just a couple weeks. So, you so have to like do within the month. Within like a month, yes. Within a month. Okay, so you have some time. That's good. Start doing this work right now, right? Start doing this work as soon as possible uh, and okay. get kind of build up that kind of spiritual 
if you will, fortification, and then go out and, and do this investment. Um, make sure that you incorporate some work with your ancestors. I think ancestor work is going to be really useful for, for you as an individual. Um, call out your ancestors. We want to see you prosperous. Your ancestors want to see you do well. So calling upon them, say, hey, I'm doing this investment work. Help guide me. Help to support this work. Light a white candle for them whenever you're doing this work can also help with this uh, particular matter. Um, and then maybe finally <laughs> consider getting yourself a, a mojo back where you can continue the, the kind of uh, prosperity work that you did. What I would recommend is getting in that mojo back, putting in five finger grass, bay leaves, bay berries, um, putting in cinnamon, and then also taking some of the magnetic sand that you had been sprinkling on that lodestone and putting that into the bag as well. So that's a way of carrying on the work even after you've invested the money. You're, kind of, you're done with the, the lodestone work, but you can still carry the power of that lodestone work wherever it is that you end up going, you know, you carry it with you, feed it a little bit of whiskey, smoke it in the exact same incense uh, that you did for, for the money that you're going to invest, and you'll be good to go. That way you have yep. one ongoing work for protection, you've got one ongoing work for protecting your money, and you have one ongoing work uh, for drawing in money. If you do this, I have no doubt that you'll, you'll be quite successful. Okay, thank you. Good. Do you have any questions uh, for us, or is this all uh, clear for you? Does this make sense? We, there's a lot yes, of work yeah. we've kind of thrown at you. Yes, I um, I think it's clear. <laughs> okay, great. Do this work. Let us know how things turn out. My recommendation for anyone who does this type of investment work is regularly check in with a reader. And if you don't call the show, okay. you can always set up an appointment with a member there or, or your, you know, your own reader. But to check mm-hmm. in to see how investments are going, what you don't want to do is set it and kind of go, okay, it's invested. Someday the money will return. Money is very fickle. Money is a spirit mm-hmm. all its own. It's mercurial. So check in. Your reader will be able to go, okay, it's time for you to uninvest. Oh, it's time for you to do something okay. different. It's time to adjust. Okay. So make sure that you check in regularly with that, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for trusting us with your situation. Uh, we are going to take a real quick uh, break, and then we will uh, come back and go on to our uh, next call. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Woodworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic contra practitioners located online at readersandwoodworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client, and we are taking our next client who is calling in from Massachusetts. This is Lee. Lee, are you there? Hi. Um, thanks for Hi, having me. welcome to the show. You're welcome. Welcome to the show. I see this is your first time call, uh, first time caller, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation today. Thank you. 
And I am taking a look here that uh, uh, your information, you, it looks like you have not had any private readings with Conjumental or MISCAT or have had any other readings or reworks on this particular situation. Is that correct? That's correct, yep. All right. Lee writes, speaking of political magic, my brother-in-law has become engaged to a person who seems to hold very troubling politi political views. My sister uh, passed away a few years ago, and I have stayed close to my sister's three children, but I have little control over how they are raised and what they are taught, uh, though I try to influence them as much as possible. Uh, will my brother-in-law, uh, while my brother-in-law is a decent man, he himself sometimes expresses some very troubling political views, and I worry that this will only increase with this new development. I also worry that my sister's kids will be influenced by the intolerant rhetoric. They already express some internal oppressive thoughts. Please help. Turn back to you, Congressman Ali. Thanks, uh, Papa Newt. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Lee. Uh, these are uh, kind of troubling times, and, and you know, people's political views are are important. Uh, we don't have the luxury of being uh, kind of, you know, laissez-faire, if you will, or uncaring about the political views that people express, especially with what's going on. Let me ask you a couple questions, and then I'll, I'll give you some, sure. some uh, a reading. Uh, first, uh, thank you for trusting us with the situation. It's always difficult to deal with what you're kind of going through. I mean, the you know, the loss of his sister, and then him kind of getting engaged. How long has he known this other person for? How long have they been engaged for? Um, they've only been engaged for maybe a month or so, but they met um, a little, about a year ago. Her husband actually unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack, um, and they mm -hmm. they met um, just for uh, moral support, and then um, he quickly mm -hmm. realized he was interested in her. And... Um, I haven't known her because I think that he's intentionally keeping her from me because he knows that I have very different political views of her, and I think he's just realized mm -hmm. that we wouldn't necessarily um, get along. Right. And when you say political, she has different political views. Are we saying uh, we're, we're talking about more than just oh, she's a different political party? We're saying well, you're saying she's uh, intolerant, or we're talking about prejudice here? Yeah, I mean, I it's hard not to think that someone that is supportive of certain leaders at this point don't have yeah. traumatic points of view. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, I'm with you there, right? Oh, like at some point you got to acknowledge, you got to acknowledge it. You know, it is what it is. If you're, if you yeah. listen to what's going to what certain people are saying, and you still support them, then yeah, let's be real. Um, okay. What sign of the Zodiac is your brother-in-law? If you know. Um, sorry, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. Um, okay, that's fine. I think his birthday, sorry. That's all right. That's okay. That's fine. Um, what, roughly how, how old is he? He is about 40, I want to say 40. No, 41. He, okay. And he just turned 41. And is she younger or older than him? She's actually a little older. I don't know. I did. Okay. I have this all written down somewhere, but I don't know. But okay. maybe two That's or three fine. years. Okay. Well, I've pulled three cards here, and we're, we're going to take a look. I think an intervention of some sort, maybe spiritual, is in, is definitely called here. Um, and I'll tell you why. 
The very first card that I have is the Five of Swords. I mean, the Five of Cups. The Five of Cups is not a good card. It's a card of emotional turmoil, and it is in the card in which that shapes the very perspective of the person. It shows an individual looking down at three spilled cups. These are cups that are wine, milk, and water, and they have spilled, and this person, wrapped in a black cloak, is mourning these three uh, cups. There are two perfectly good ones right behind this individual, but they, they're unable to see it because they're wrapped up in, in the sorrow. How many, how many children does he have? Um, he, my sister and him have three together. Three children. So that's, um, the, the, there's a reason I asked that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you, but she herself has two. She oh. herself has two. Okay, so here we go. Three cups uh, right there and two cups. So we're seeing uh, the kids come through in, in this card quite uh, strongly. And I think there he is deeply worried um, about his children. And he's worried about how he's going to raise them. And he's worried about the impact that their that loss of the mother is going to have. But he's also, this has impacted him. It has made him a darker person, right? And I don't mean darker in, in the sense that he's evil. I'm saying darker in the sense that he's unable to see beyond the hurt, beyond the grief, yeah. beyond the mourning. Even if he outwardly may not seem that way, there's a part of him that is stuck. And that makes him vulnerable. And that makes him vulnerable to people who will come in to exploit that. It will make him vulnerable to people who will promise to uplift that hurt. And it will certainly make shape the way he views the world. The five of, of cups, three spilled cups, his children, right? Two, cho- two more children right behind him, unable to kind of deal with all of it, also has a background of a broken castle in the background. And what that shows us is a person who is unable to see the world in a brighter light. This can lead to certain political thinking. This can lead to a philosophical look at the world, but also is just kind of a knee-jerk reaction that filters the way we see everything. This, this sense of mourning, the sense of loss, the sense of frustration, the sense of hopelessness can easily translate into resentment and intolerance and to a darker view of the world. And that's the core of what we're talking about here, is not just an outside influence. While this person may be intolerant or this person uh, may be a bad influence on him, what we're looking at is a person who has been impacted by loss and trauma and whose that impact is now filtering in, filtering out uh, all the good only showing him the negative, only showing the negative. And there's a part of him that, that already has that within him, that darker side of him is being given voice because of his experience. This leads us to the next card, which is the moon. The moon is a bit problematic. It shows us a very distant celestial body that is being howled at by two wolves. This tells us that uh, two things, actually three things. One, scapegoating is real. The moon uh, is, these, this is the wolf and the coyote, or the wolf and the dog, howling up at a moon that they will never reach, but whom they blame for their problems. So scapegoating is something that is going to manifest out of that five of cups. That sense of loss, that sense of pain, that sense of unable to see anything other than the dark will manifest into a form of howling at the moon, letting, giving voice to the darker impulses within himself. It also tells us the dishonesty uh, going on with him, a sense of illusion. He does not see reality for what it is. So you may have 
I accurately noticed, uh-oh, he's starting to think in a bad way. This person may be a bad person. He can't see that. He is in a state of illusion. He cannot see that. The third is that you don't have a lot of influence on him. The moon card is a sterile card. It's a card of distance. You are not going to be able to change this man by just having a talk with him or having some type of intervention. That's important for you to recognize, that there are going to be limitations to what it is you can do. Be aware of that. That does not mean your case is hopeless. The final card is the hermit. The hermit is uh, both a warning and a sense of hope. The warning is you have to be careful how you approach this man. If you approach your brother-in-law in a way that antagonizes him or makes him feel targeted, he will close off and, and, and withdraw, and you will lose any real connection you have with him. But here the hermit show, holds up a lantern, and in that lantern is the star. You do have a connection, and the connection is through spirit. So if you cannot have a, a conversation with this person or you cannot immediately have like some type of intervention, you can do work spiritually to assist in this matter. Uh, calling upon your sister is, is uh, important. I get her uh, that she will be a, a strong influence, encountering influence. The star represents forgotten memories and positive memories. Uh, this person, you know, don't be afraid to call out to ancestors. Don't be afraid to call out to your sister to do work she has she is invested spiritually in the way that her children are raised, um, but also do work uh, magically. You might consider hiring a professional, and it depends on how far you're willing to go. You uh, can do breakup work between him and his uh, fian new fiance. The breakup work should be handled by a professional. The breakup work okay. should be handled by someone other than you. Um, you can go to the readers and root workers uh, who can assist with this matter. This is a case that uh, if you, you, know, you want, there's plenty of people uh, at AIR who, who will assist with you. Um, you can also email me privately. I'm happy to talk further and give recommendations on different uh, root workers who, who can assist you with that um, because I think this is a very important matter, so consider a professional. But you should do work yourself as well. And the work that you do should be about protecting the children, uh, helping to enlighten them, how, helping to ensure that the spirit uh, blesses them and keeps them safe from intolerance, and work to influence him. So you can do stuff yourself, and we're going to give you some recommendations in regards to that. But if you're willing to, to, to intervene, you need to get a professional also involved. There's going to kind of be a two-pronged approach. You need to remove this person, you need to remove the darkness that filters his life because it's not just this person. It's also him. There's something within him broken that needs to be healed and fixed and his mind opened and enlightened and then protection work for the children. That's what I see here. It's a bit of a thorough reading more than, than we usually do on the uh, radio show, but I think it was a very important uh, situation that I, we need to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to turn this over to Miss Michael who's going to give you the next reading and then Papa Newt is going to give you some root work recommendations. Okay, thank you so much. Wow. Okay, I'm pulling four cards. I've already shuffled. The first card I get is death. Um, and I know that, that when you face intolerance being aimed at members, vulnerable children, and that they're being steeped in it, and it's in the air they breathe, 
uh, you wonder how they're going to survive, how their consciences and their hearts are going to survive. But this often has a positive meaning. Something should end. So Kunderman Ali mentioned breakup work. Uh, this card seems to confirm that that is not a bad idea. Uh, the two of pentacles, these children are doing a juggling act. They're trying to preserve themselves. They're going to have to spend a lot of, the, of their energy defending themselves against that intolerance, which often goes with a very rigid parenting style. They've, uh, th- that's the two of pentacles. Um, oh, and the fool. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, a political extremists tend to be off in their own little world, and it's a frightening place. Uh, but the last card is the chariot, which can mean coming to the rescue. So you will be able to help them, even though you don't have much influence in daily life. But uh, a word at the right time can can be life-saving and life-changing. So always, okay. as, whenever you can, all you really need to do is reassure them of your love and your respect for the children. And I will say that Wallace D. Waddles, one of the fathers of New Thought, says that in his book, The Science of Being Great, that you have to remember that everything is perfect. Even though we have these horrible social problems, everything is perfect because the, the society that we have is everybody's attempt to fulfill the needs of all. And you have to elevate individuals. When enough people want social justice and equality and kindness, that's what society will produce. So just do your bit, not only for your chil- for the, the children, but for society as a whole. And if you cling to this thought that everything is perfect for the perceived needs of the time, you can view yourself as surrounded not by devils who cannot be re- reformed, but by angels who need to be educated. So look for chances to drop a word, a sweet, true word in people's ears. And if you can give those children cookies and things that you have made or prayed over, Mm. you can put a little bit of bay leaf in there for their wisdom. There are actually dessert recipes that have bay leaf in them. You can Google those and make those when you visit Okay, that's that's great. I'll look that's fantastic. <coughs> Excuse me. Have a uh, Papa Newt do our uh, woo work advice. All right. Yes, but very uh, after listening to these uh, two wonderful readings, um, there there is a lot going on, and uh, a top priority of that's been brought up, of course, is to protect those children. Um, and you can get some interaction, but sometimes, you know, you, you may not be able to. So we need to do something that you can still work and help those children as they grow. And I would invite you to get, uh, like, two round mirrors. You can get them at a craft store. Um, set set them down, like, set one down with a reflective side facing onto the table, uh, uh, facing down. And on that back of the mirror, I do want you to get, like, a, a small photo of, of the children, uh, write their names or birthdays along the line. If uh, upon visiting them, you happen to get a little bit of hair of each of them, that would be wonderful. Uh, Put that onto the photo. uh, And then fit yourself like a bay leaf. Also get uh, yourself some 
powdered uh, uh, angelica root, which brings divine uh, influence of the angels. Also, put down some flax seeds. If you can, get a little bit powdered. That would be great. Um, and even just a little bit of mustard seed powder on there as well. Um, I would then just, you know, I, I like to put a little bit of glue on the outer edge, take that other mirror and lay it down so they reflect it. you have both reflective sides on me, uh, reflecting out. This is just something that is surrounding them in protection. Also, um, you have the flax seed, which is very protective of children, and also you have this mirror to reflect back um, negative influences. You can take this and work it by you know, setting down uh, a candle or in a candle holder where you're fixed with um, with oils just to influence them, to help them. This can be along the lines of like a, a blessing oil um, or just a protection oil. Um, uh, just to keep them protected. This is something you can keep working. If you go visit over them, I would invite you to, because we've worked to work, I mentioned about working with powders, and I keep seeing run, devil run powder. Mixing that up with just a little bit of dirt just to hide it, but do sprinkle a little bit of that, that mixture around in their home when they're not looking to help minimize the uh, the devils of those influences that we have upon them. Uh, but do get somebody to assist you in the breakup work so that way we can help. Also, oh yes, this just came to me. Um, I, as I said earlier, at the beginning of the show, I've been doing a lot of research on the different saints. And there is one because um, that really is well known for, for losses. And that is Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, or also known as Mother Seton. She watched, I mean, she lost her husband, her five children, and, and just this extreme loss. But she, her saint, her spirit is, is a great one to call upon to help those that had such a loss. Thank you so much. Welcome. Wow, that was elegant. Uh, Papa Newt, can I ask you? Can I ask you, uh, did, again, did you uh, say to dress the pictures or the mirrors with those herbs? Pardon, say that again? Did you want uh, the caller to dress the pictures or the mirrors with those herbs? Uh, the, the, the pictures is, is fine. Um, you know, you just want to fix the, the, the picture with the names. And, and You can put mm-hmm. a little bit of oil on there, but then you put in the powders and such and then seal those two mirrors together, and then you can work candles that you have fixed and, and use that uh-huh. as a focal point pray. Okay. Mm, that's fantastic. Lee, look, uh, you have a very difficult situation uh, ahead of you, but I think that there, all of our readings indicated that there is hope here, so do not give in to hopelessness. And, you know, know that you are righteous in your, in your thoughts and your actions, and uh, you can do good. So uh, you are not alone. Consider uh, looking at the readers and rootworkers, putting in a prayer, uh, with the Crystal Silence League, you can go to crystalsilenceleague.org for a prayer of uplifting. It's a free place where you can include your prayers. Um, know that you you've got a community and you you know signed up for Lucky Mojo, so make sure to uh, participate in that form. Thank you for trusting us with your situation. We do wish you all the best. Let us know how things turn out. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, everybody. Have all the night. best now. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with a network announcement, and then finally, we will have a free spell.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for a free spell segment with Miss Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willits, California. Take it away, Miss Michael. Okay. My free spell is on my website. So if you want to follow along, uh, you can uh, you can look at it there right now. It is hoodoofoundry.com slash take hyphen down hyphen unrighteous. Okay. Um, and I have a prayer for, or rather at, Justice Kavanaugh, who was recent, just in October, the beginning of this month, recently appointed to the Supreme Court, even after the huge outcry against his uh, long-ago sexual predation. Uh, Let's see. Hang on just a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Down. Unrighteous. Okay. I'm about to paste that into the chat room. Papa Newt's done it. Oh, there it is. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Now, oh, really? Ah, I'm I'm having a little trouble here with with my uh, notes. Okay. I'm sorry for the yes. Okay. Here we go. Righteous prayers to take down unrighteous officials. There's another one that I put up late last year, but this is tonight's, okay? Um, I'm not going to give you the scriptural citations right now because you can find them at the URL I just gave you. And we pray against Brett Kavanaugh as as, uh, uh, the Lord, the angel of the Lord, stood before the prophet Balaam as he was on his way to do unrighteous works against God's people. As the angel said to Balaam, we say, Behold, Brett Kavanaugh, the angel of the Lord, has gone out to withstand thee because thy way is perverse before God. You have sinned. Go on your way. But only the word of the Lord shall you speak. And this is the word of the Lord. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach upon the housetops. Be rid of your awful habit of secrecy. Remember, when you deal with women and their needs, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. 
with regard to your hostility to immigrants, Brett Kavanaugh. One law shall be to him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. And with regard to your favoring religion and undermining the separation of church and state, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That is from the U.S. Constitution. And with regarding your undermining protections for the poor and for consumers to prevent them from being fleeced, remember, he that by unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. Brett Kavanaugh, this is the word of the Lord. This is what you will think. This is what you will do. This is what you will believe. This is what you will know. This is what you will command and teach in every public and private utterance and in every opinion you issue from the bench. So I decree, for so it must be, for so it is today. That's tonight's free spell. I want to end with two mm-hmm. affirmations. Two aff- three, actually. Two from Jesse Jackson. Remember, he said, he taught his followers to say, I am somebody. Don't you forget that. He also taught his followers to say together, it's nation time. Remember that. And just a couple weeks ago from LeVar Burton, you remember reading Rainbow. He reads bedtime mm-hmm. stories for adults now. Um, he said, act as if your voice matters. Hmm. That's hmm. new thought Thank right you for there. that, Ms. Megan. Thank you for that. I think this is a very powerful and, and righteous prayer, very, uh, you know, inspired by the uh, scripture itself uh, for people who, who don't to kind of go, what do you mean praying Justice Kavanaugh? What is this all about? Uh, first of all, where yeah. have you been? Why are you not paying attention? Uh, and second of all, just open up your Bible. The Bible is small. When we talk political magic, you don't need to turn anywhere else. Turn to the Bible. Uh-huh. The Bible is full of political magic, of the Lord working against the unrighteous kings, of people praying right. against unrighteous rulers and false prophets and, and those who garb themselves in righteousness but are corrupt. This is, the Bible is, is full of it. And you can call on any of those verses uh, for your prayers. This was a very powerful prayer, uh, Ms. Michael, from, you. from your lips to God's ears. I hope that mm-hmm. uh, it reverberates through the interwebs. Um, imagine if everyone here, all of us who are listening to the sound of Ms. Michael's voice, if we recited that at the same time or once a day mm-hmm. for the next week, or the next month, or just, we could change. Or just a yeah, constant could, stream wherever you are and whenever you can. Yeah. Because even just a little trickle. Imagine the change. Imagine the change that, that could be going we, we, my, my mom's on a prayer chain all the time, and those things work so well. Let's start a mm-hmm. prayer chain. Like this. Well, that's mm-hmm. what the Christmas <laughs> No, you're so right. The prayer chains work. There's a reason people do that. They work. Um, and the Crystal Silence League certainly is. We could all tap into the Crystal Silence League and, and do this prayer together. I think it's very powerful. It's very moving. But it's also a reminder of two things, as Ms. Ka- Ms. Michael noted. Your voice matters. Every single mm-hmm. individual. Don't feel like you are powerless or hopeless or you have no Recourse, you do. Prayer is a great and powerful tool in your in your life. Use it. You will be heard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and two, to also to, to remember to hold the powerful uh, accountable. Change is possible. Yes. Righteousness is possible. These are not ideals that need to only live in the hearts of man. They can live in the hearts of man and in the world uh, around us. We should be striving for God's kingdom on earth. Um, and I think uh, that is the goal of, of a real spiritual person to help out their community. So thank you, Ms. Michael, for that fantastic, fantastic um, uh, free spell as well as uh, this great topic, which I think everyone benefited from uh, wonderfully. We've come to the end of our show, so let's have Papa Newt uh, give us our outro, and then we'll come back and say goodbye. Uh, thank you, Conjurman Ali, uh, Ali uh, for taking the reins as I also flip back and forth between <laughs> the two hats I have been on today. <laughs> and thank you, Ms. Pykel of HoodooFoundry.com and Willis, California, for being, your, uh, for, uh, for being our guest this week. Uh, we do invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rear Workers who will be Angela Marie Horner of AngelaMarieHorner.com in Santa Rosa, California. Uh, once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, uh, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com uh, in Mission Diego, California, and you can find me, Papa Newt, uh, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.hc. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Papa Newt. Uh, a special extra thank you to you for uh, really kind of juggling both hats today. Announcer and co-host. You did a fantastic job and the show wouldn't be possible without you. Uh, thank you to Miss uh, Michael for that fantastic, for being a wonderful guest for a fantastic free spell. A great topic that I think we all learned from. Um, always great to have you on, so I'm, I'm happy that you were able to join us today. And then finally, also a special thank you to Kelly Mojo Girl uh, in the chat room who really helped us out um, in the chat by following along, posting some of our, our recommendations and our reading. So thank you, Kelly Mojo Girl. Um, you are a wonderful, wonderful help over there. Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. I hope you enjoyed this show. Remember to light a candle, say a prayer, and to be the light in the darkness that is our world right now. We will see everyone same time, same place next week where Miss Cat will be returning and joining us once again. You can check out uh, all the resources we've mentioned at the Lucky Mojo forum or at luckymojo.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.